When your child misbehaves, how you respond in that moment can either help your relationship or damage the relationship. And uh, with six kids, I have spanned the gamut there. I have uh, responded well to things like cars being uh, broken or appointments being missed because of carelessness. I have not responded so well to carelessness that breaks something that I treasure or intentional acts of damage to my home. So I've been there, done that, pretty much the whole range of uh, responses. And that's why I'm talking to Danny Huerta today, because it's really all going to be about me and my journey. No, it's not about me and my journey, but you can relate, I'm sure. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, our Vice President of Parenting. And we've been hearing from uh, the last couple of episodes from Dr. Gary Chapman and Jim and Jean Daly. And uh, last time they shared about balancing love when you employ discipline. And here's Jim kind of carrying that out a little bit further. Let me frame it a little bit like this for the moms and dads listening, where you have that stronger willed child, you have, you know, they require more attention. Um, How do you reset constantly? (laughs) I mean, you know, how do you get a hold of your own emotions so you're not losing it? Mm -hmm. I think we have to say to ourselves, I don't want to ever discipline my child out of anger. Yes. Because if I do, it will come across as I don't like you, I don't love you, you're an awful person. And so it's a time out thing, I think. We, we, we wait till we calm down a bit. And if it's th- three minutes or if it's 30 minutes, we wait till we calm down a little bit so that we can approach it in a much more loving way because we want the discipline to come across as love. I do this because I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. good. Uh, Jim, you're making me think of one of my bigger regrets as a parent was what I called taking the bait with that child that oh. loved oh, the button the pushing. Oh, yeah. They're phenomenal at pushing I, our buttons. I just took it like a challenge, and that's exactly <laughs> what that child wanted. And I've so I've so learned to just not okay, go there. Okay, but what's that transaction about, Gary? We're all laughing because it's rooted in truth. Yeah, yeah this absolutely. is what happens. They're pushing our buttons, and yeah. we're going for and the we bait. We take yeah. the bait. Yeah. So what is that transaction all about between parent and child? Well, I think we have to recognize what's happening, first of all. You know, they're trying to get us upset because they want to see us do wrong, you know. Those sinners. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think we just have to recognize, okay, this is a pattern. I'm beginning to see this now, okay? I, God, I need your help to break the pattern, mm-hmm. you know, because we can break patterns. Oh, yeah. But it's tough. I remember Gene say to me sometimes, remember who the adult is? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. I, just, I must have forgotten that about myself many times. But it's true, man. Yeah. We just take it hook, line, mm-hmm and sinker. Uh, Gary, as we close, I want to encourage the listener, the viewer, who's never thought about their child's love language. It just hasn't been on the radar. They haven't heard about it. Now, that sounds a little odd after 14 million copies sold, but there will be some people that aren't familiar with the concept. And now their child maybe is a little older. They're in that teen phase, and they haven't been effective at first identifying their love language, and second, putting it into action so that if they are correcting them, how to affirm them through those words of affirmation, physical touch, what have you, what can they do today practically to get the ship righted a little bit? Yeah. I think one thing is to have a conversation with that teenager Mm. and just say, you know, I was listening to a radio program and I heard this, or I read a book and I heard this concept that people have different love languages. And I never thought about this before. That I have a love language, and Daddy has a love language, and you have a love language. And I've never thought about this before. 
And I found out there was a free quiz, and I went online and took that quiz. Dad and I did. And I found out that what makes Dad love is not what I thought. He's got a different love language. I thought this made him feel love, but no, this is it. And he had mine wrong. And so there's one for teenagers. Would you be willing to take that quiz so we can talk about that? Mm. Because I don't know how much you feel love on a scale of zero to ten. I think I love you a ten, but I don't know if you feel it that way. Right. You know. And so mm-hmm. that opens up the whole concept to them, and, and then we can really talk about it as a family yeah. and look back on the past. I think you touched on this, but I want to hit this once again, that idea of demonstrating humility to your children by asking for forgiveness. I remember the first time I did that, and the boys, Trent was probably five or six, and I remember he was in the top bunk bed, and so he had me eyeball to eyeball. And we had had a little confrontation and discipline, and he's in bed, and I go up to affirm him (laughs) after reading Dr. Chapman's book. (laughs) And uh, I remember looking at him in the eyes, and I just said, you know, I'm so sorry. I think I over, which I had, I overreacted, and I just, I'd like to ask you to forgive me. And all of a sudden, he had this big smile on his face, and I'm thinking, okay, what's coming? And he goes, I didn't know parents had to ask for forgiveness. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wow. And I said, are you kidding? We're going to make so many mistakes, Trent. Yeah. And it was just awesome. And I think that was a moment mm-hmm. that he will remember forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that's a good place to start as well with humility. Yeah. Absolutely. Danny, in the conversation, uh, Gary, Jim, and Jean mentioned uh, how to talk with your child. If you've really struggled in this area of love languages, Um, How do you encourage a parent that it's never too late to have this revelation and this conversation about love languages with your kids? We all long to to be loved and to communicate love and and to have people communicate love with us. So it's never too late. Really, your your son or daughter will respond to it. Initially, they may, if there is hurt, they may push you away or push some of the comments away. Be patient with that because it's— I mean, you guys did miss out on opportunities with love languages. It doesn't mean you have to park there. It means you need to be persistent and just bringing some of that observation. This is, this is how you're loved, and I want to love you in a way that makes sense to you. And maybe it's a, a moment to say, I tried to love you in these other ways over the years, and it, you probably didn't receive it as love because that's not your love language. And point that out and say, now that I know you better— I want to love you in these ways. Mm. What are some creative ways I can be doing that from here forward? Yeah. And I, I always love those, those words from Jesus that he told his disciples. Arise, let us go from here. And I just want to encourage you as a parent, do that. Arise mm. and go from here. Love your children relentlessly. It's never too late to bring some of these things up. No, that's great encouragement. I'm just going to put an exclamation mark on that because... I had a conversation with one of my adult kids, and I said, I am so sorry I missed this when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. And the response was, that's okay. You were trying the best you knew how, and here we are, and I'm willing to grow. So that right. was really affirming to me because, it's, to your point, it's never too late. And I want to just say thank you for listening to this podcast because, obviously, you're leaning in trying to grow, trying to be the best mom or dad you can be. We want to be the encouragement for you. Sometimes there's a gentle rebuke probably in these shows, but if nothing else, uh, walk away from this encouraged and uh, just know that we have resources online to help you in the journey. Uh, Dr. Chapman mentioned the five love languages quiz, and we are going to link over to that in the show notes. It's free to take that 
And uh, you'll find the link, as I said, in the show notes. And then make a donation to Focus on the Family today, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. And we'll say thanks for being a part of the support team that makes all of this ministry resource happen and uh, be available to parents like you uh, by sending a copy of Dr. Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages of Children. Donate today, request your book, find help. It's all in the show notes. Next time we'll hear from Kay Wyma. She'll be sharing about how to teach your child to be responsible. It's a great conversation. And uh, for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, thanking you for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat. It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.